I'm not saying you have to come out of this as a whole new person speaking six languages with six pack apps, but do you really want to come out of it with nothing except you binge watched a bunch of shows and you threw social media grenades out there or you jumped on some social media grenades, you were stupid enough to do that? This is Date Night In, Episode 3. I'm Darren Persinger, and I'm joined by my co-host, my wife, my business partner, Catherine, and this is our Date Night In. This is a podcast about real estate, money, marriage, family, and just making time for each other. In this episode, we chat about Catherine's birthday, getting hate email, social media grenades, and what we want to accomplish in the next 30 days. So grab a drink and join us on our date night. How was your birthday? My birthday was good. I went into my birthday this year like, all right, whatever. 33, not a big one. Happy birthday. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to not be high maintenance about it. This is not the time not to be the high, time maintenance. To be high maintenance. <laughs> And then I woke up in a little bit of like a princessy mood. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I have to let Pearl out and feed these kids and... Feed the kids. <clears throat> I don't yeah. get breakfast in bed. Yeah, and then, but I, I knew mimosas. it. So I, that's when I was like, I'm going for a walk. And I did what I had to do first. Fed everyone. I don't know where you were. Oh, you were on a call. You were on the, doing something. With Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, you're working. Sorry. Trying to keep the family afloat. But yeah, the walk was good for me. I came, went on like a mile walk and then I came back inside and I just felt a little better. Like, all right, I got to listen to whatever podcast I want to listen to and got fresh air and got the blood flowing a little bit and the rest of the day was great. You know, stuck around home. You and Mo went to get groceries. I finished my continuing education for my real estate license. That's always a fun thing about being a real estate agent. You know, every two years you're going to be hitting that deadline on your birthday. Yeah, normally I finish it like a few days before my birthday, but this year I did not. Mm -hmm. finish it on my birthday at like 4 p.m. So that was kind of nice to get out of the way. And then we had... Could you imagine... If we wouldn't be in this lockdown, when would you have done your CE then? I mean, I think I would have had just as yeah. hard of a time. So you would have Not, been locked down. It wouldn't have been any harder, though. Yeah, you would have been doing your CE At least lockdown. Morgan would be at school. That's true. I don't feel like we have much extra time with this lockdown. No. We probably have less. Mm-hmm. I believe it. The only time we actually do get back is driving. We're not driving as mm-hmm. much. So thanks for giving me what did you, a what fun did, birthday. What did we have for, what did we eat? Thai food. Thai, that's right. I was trying to like, mm-hmm. I didn't, what did I make? I didn't make Cashew anything. chicken and pod thai. And those we did, we did pick up. fresh rolls. Yes, those fresh rolls were pretty good. All right, and then Mo and I made you cupcakes. Mm-hmm. You had a nice birthday. What day was your birthday? What day is today? Today is the 4th. This is, which a is Saturday. Saturday. 
And my birthday was Thursday, the second. That feels so long ago. Yeah, but Ansley extended the stay-at-home thing until May 4th, which is a month from today, which actually made me feel kind of good to, I mean, to think about that. Like, okay, a month. And now it's a countdown rather than, ugh. Like, when we heard that, it was, oh, that's over a month from now. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow when we wake up, it's going to be less than a month. Should we get a calendar? and? We should make a chain. A chain. Well, how disappointing when we get down to the last link and yeah. then he extends it again. You'll have to just do a new project. Yeah. Stockdale's Paradox. Yeah. Can't. So let's not do a chain then. You can't think that the chain is the end. Right. All right, well, happy birthday. I hope Jesse in Mai's birthday is not in a stay-at-home mandate. But in a way, I'm a little jealous that you got to have this birthday because it's so memorable. You'll get to say, my birthday was during that time period. I feel like no matter what, it makes me sound so old. Like even yes. a year from now, yes. talking about it, like I had to celebrate my 33rd birthday at home because we were quarantined. You're a unique, special, snowflake, historical fact, figure, footnote, asterisk, whatever you want to call it. Like, that's the type of story an old lady tells. Yeah. Old you get lady. that story. I'm yeah, a little jealous. Now. I'm a little jealous. Wait. I don't want my birthday in it. I'm a little jealous. Well, your birthday is May 6th. Jesse's yeah. is May 7th. Uh-huh. So odds are pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I'm Hopefully back. May 4th is the end of it. I very much hope that's the end of it. But even if Jay Inslee's like, let's... Let's extend it. Let's just do like three more days. Then you will be stuck inside for your birthday. So a data point chart that I saw was April 26th is supposed to be the peak. I heard April 15th. Oh. That's a University of Washington study. The data is always changing. Changes every day. Changes by the minute. And that's why no one should be going, in two weeks from now, it will be this. It will be this. Or I'm making predictions about what's going to happen about this. I'm making predictions about home prices. Don't do that. Yeah. Tomorrow, you're going to have new information. That's what's very uncomfortable about this time. We, everyone wants to make predictions. Everyone wants to make them and everyone wants to hear them, but they're, they just don't exist. Here's the thing, though. I think most people, the majority of people, wake up and go about their day with no idea of what's going to happen in two weeks or two months or two years in their life anyways. Uh-huh. It's just so in their face right now of uncertainty that it freaks them out. But no one really knows. Like, we're all in our routine, but we don't know. Like, no one really is thoughtful or concerned with that, except for, like, these people that are watching for us. You know, the these contagion experts, and I imagine, based upon all the sci-fi movies I watch, Someone who is watching the stars to make sure there's no asteroids heading towards us. Oh, is that maybe what's going on? What do you mean? Is there an asteroid? Don't drop a conspiracy theory on me right I'm now. I'm just asking. Don't freak me out. I was I don't fine watch any with sci-fi. this thing. 
I don't watch any sci-fi. Do you? Are you saying you think that they're trying? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You're trying. They're trying to distract us because there's something coming from outer space. Oh my gosh! Is that what you're saying? Is that the type of stuff that goes on in your sci-fi movies? No, because I've said this. I, I feel like I've said this during date night in. No one would approve this script in Hollywood. <laughs> no one would go, no, the entire world would not shut down unless it was a... Well, that was an interesting twist that I just put on it, or you. I hope that's not what's going So happy birthday. I, I posted on Facebook. I blocked you and said, who's got birthday ideas? And I'm, anyone who posted, sorry, I'm being insensitive, but no one had any good ideas. When did you post that? On my birthday? No, no, no. Like two, three days ahead of your birthday. What kind of ideas did you want? Were you just I like... was looking for something that was going to knock my socks off and be like, yes, that is how you do it. Were you trying to knock your socks off or my socks off? Well, I was trying to knock my socks off first. So then I could go and knock your socks off. And you just be like, oh, that was so thoughtful. Were there any ideas? Or just... No, I feel like a lot of the ideas were like what others want wanted for themselves. If like they what? were in your situation. I don't want to say anything because people might be listening to that posted. Oh, right. right. <laughs> I forget that... People actually Maybe listen people to listen. <laughs> <laughs> At least 200 listened to the first one. I don't know. What if there was a huge drop off in the second one? What if it went from 200 to 3? Then we know it's not interesting. <laughs> I never looked at the second one, but that could be the reality. I know that Kells listens. So what I was trying to say to you in a way um, without patting myself on the back too much is I did try. I was trying. I know it might not feel like with what you got that I tried, but I was trying to make it a special day for you. Yeah. You definitely went out and got takeout and you made cupcakes. Yeah. Let's try and make it special. So. Yeah. Thank you. It was. Hey, congratulations. On what? Not just your birthday, turning 33, mm -hmm. but on your write-up in the, which paper was it, by the way? People have asked me, and I don't even know. Seattle Times. Seattle Times. Do you think we should link to it when I post this podcast? Maybe. Okay. So tell me that story. Because I didn't, I don't even feel like I got the full story out of you on, like, what, why you were interviewed well, everyone just wants to know about the real estate market right now. Everyone knows the stock market is affected. So I think a lot of people are wondering what's going on with the real estate market. It's just a really popular question right now. So where do I start? To Monday or Tuesday? Tuesday, I got a call from a Seattle Times reporter. Okay. And she said, I just want to ask you a couple of questions about the market. She found me on Instagram because I, I don't know what hashtag she searched, but she... All right. Hashtag best real estate agent ever. Yeah. Maybe I start using that one. <laughs> but she found me on Instagram and she called me and she said, hey, have you 
shown any homes since the governor announced that real estate is now essential and certain activities are allowed. I said, yes, I did the other day. She asked me about that. And then I just told her honestly, and I was very transparent about my experience and what I've noticed buyers are saying and thinking. And that call lasted maybe four or five minutes. The next morning, I got an email. Was it really one day after? Yeah. The, the she called me at like out? 10 or 11 a.m. Okay. And Tuesday, you said? I think it was Tuesday, yeah. Okay. Tuesday, 10 or 11 a.m. I talked to that reporter. And then Wednesday morning, like 8 or 9 a.m., I got an email from another agent. Yeah. Who said, hey, do us all a favor and yeah. take down your Instagram post. Oh, and also don't talk to reporters. Yeah. They like to make us look foolish. Maybe they make you look foolish. Well, I hadn't seen the article at that good point she, in time. Good thing she emailed you and not me, huh? Yeah, so I hadn't seen the article at that point in time. And I was like, that's what I was what like. Is she, what is she doing that she's just staring at? Seattle Times. It was published. Real estate section. It was published at like five the day before. So that we talked, me and that reporter talked Mm. at 10 or 11. And then a few hours later, it was published. Okay. But anyway, I didn't see it. I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. And then that morning, the next morning, I got the email from Mm -hmm. that agent who said, Hey, take down your Instagram post. Now is not the time to be bragging about. Showing homes. Stop bragging about doing your job. And then she said, it's really bad optics. Bad optics. Because we're like politicians in the media. We care about our optics. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, no. (laughs) The article must be published. And I was thinking. What did you say? I was thinking it must have been published this morning. And I'm already getting an email. Like. Did this reporter make me look foolish? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, she was nice on the phone. I didn't realize. Like, I thought, oh, I'm naive. Yeah. So I realized I'm naive. Like, I just thought it was cool that a reporter called me and I was just being honest. So did she make me look stupid? She twisted your words, didn't she? Maybe. So then I was like, oh, no. And so I just, like, Googled Seattle Times and then my name. And it came right up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I think I do look a little little silly. Because these other, she interviewed some other agents mm-hmm. who were like, oh, I was disappointed to hear that we are now allowed to show homes because I think really as many people as possible should be staying home. This is dangerous. We shouldn't just be out willy-nilly yes. showing homes. Yeah, don't go willy-nilly showing homes. But, yeah. all right, sorry, finish your story. And then I'm quoted and I'm like, she just quoted, at first she quoted my Instagram directly, yeah. which was something along the lines of, let's go look at homes. <laughs> so I just came across as like really um, eager. Yeah. Like too eager to just get back out there. How, um, many, how many followers do you have? I don't know, like 500 or something. So did you think that you were going to be your, your post was ever going to be seen by... Well, look. Oh, look, I have 499 followers. Look, I mean, I'm not trying to bash Seattle Times, but 
we live in a very diluted, I hope I'm using that word right. Like it feels like it's coming out delusional, but that's not how I intended it at all. Deluded. Yeah. I like the word deluded. We live in a deluded world. Watered down. People do not give attention to many things. There's so many different avenues, platforms for information. The article, no offense to you, honey. I'm sure it was great. I bet 500 people didn't even read that article. Yeah, well, it was just the fact that it was like the timing, like, oh, I talked to this reporter less than 24 hours ago, and I'm already getting hate. Hate. I was thinking it must have been published that morning, and then that, it just made me feel like, how much more hate am I going to get? Like, how stupid do I look? Mm-hmm. And then I like had to sit there quietly for a minute and really think about it and reread the article, and then... I was like, oh, no, how bad is this? And then I showed you, and yeah. I was really relieved that you were like, no, this is great what you said. Because it was she quoted my Instagram, and then later on in the article, she quoted something I actually said to her. And you're like, no, this is great. It's just It was just honest and transparent, and I clearly was the agent in the article that was more on the excited, eager mm-hmm. side of the spectrum compared to the other ones who were disappointed and cautious but I felt a little bit of that too really I felt and I think we talked about this on maybe episode one where I felt at least a little bit disappointed because I was completely comfortable with staying home for two weeks for two weeks I was totally fine with that but then when it was announced oh we are essential Mm -hmm. it was like okay it is what it is I'm not gonna sit at home just because you Mm -hmm. know I'm not gonna not show homes Mm -hmm. where we are essential. So I'm going to go with it. Well, so same topic, but just adjusting it a little bit. It's a tough call at that level on to decide what's essential and non-essential. And it's really like you could make a case by case decision, which no one has time to do. So I think it's tough. And I think we have to be empathetic to what they're trying to do and how they're trying to figure that out at the top levels. Because something that I heard recently was, so, like, building new construction, I don't think is considered essential. But someone that I heard gave a good example of, what if you're a general contractor or you're, like, um, a a contractor for a home, like, personal residence. Someone Mm -hmm. hired you to remodel their kitchen. Yeah. So you come in, and you're right in the middle of this project, and you have their kitchen ripped out. Right. Now what? And, yeah, what? where are they staying or you're, what are they doing? You're the remodeling their bathroom for them. Right. And it's a one-and-a-half bath home. And you have their shower ripped out or something like that right now. Right. And you just go, no, I'll see you in 45 days. Well, especially Good when luck. that homeowner, maybe their plan was to just shower at their relative's house across town yeah and they're really or technically they're, not supposed gym. to do that or their gym. gym a lot of mm-hmm. people do that go oh no problem i'll go to the gym shower in the morning or even their work yeah. their work has a so I, I think that's a tough call and i think it's fine if you want to be a real estate agent and go hey i'm fine i don't think we should be out doing stuff willy-nilly and open house doing open houses that's fine but i think we have to give ourselves a little bit of credit Shelter is a 
necessity when it comes to Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and to say like we're not important there could be someone relocating across the country there's plenty of things that are urgent like we've got an estate sale yes listing like a lot of times people move because they have to there's a lot of people who move they're not necessarily buying or selling but because of like extreme personal issues yes and so I think that was the right call to do that, ease things back in. And if I think real estate agents need to think, be responsible enough for yourself as a real estate agent yeah, to go, you know what, I'm not going to help you buyer because I think what you're trying to do is not a necessity. You're fine. Oh, you want to go out and buy another investment property right now? Maybe you don't need another investment property right now. Wait well, a moment. Yeah, like I'm... I think it's even specifically, you're not supposed to be showing buyers who aren't pre-approved. Right. Why would you, you're not supposed to just be showing just because. Right. Or just to get a feel for the market. Not the time to do that. No. I'm using my own judgment. And I know how to do that. And of course, I'm following all of the rules, which are stay six feet away from anyone you're showing. I and saw your poster story about your gloves. Yes. <laughs> and only two people in a house at any given time so um today the house i showed there were those gloves inside the house so i put those on even that is sorry to interrupt you on this but i i just like i'm thinking about the some clients i had i was showing in downtown everett and like those people have poor health like hopefully someone in that situation wouldn't put their home on the market right now but they couldn't leave their house remember no. Do you remember me telling me about that? Like the husband was in poor health and they couldn't leave the house and the wife was basically the caretaker. So there's two people in the house right there. So hopefully someone like that that's in poor health takes their home off the market during this time. Yeah, that is. Yeah, a lot of times somebody kind of needs to sell because they're in poor health and they need the money. They're trying to I move guess. on to the next stage in their life. Yes. So yeah, there's all these great, like... Selling a home or buying a home is a very individualistic thing, and at least that's how we approach it. Yeah, and then you think about being quarantined in your house, and it's tough, but like for us, I'm very aware that it's kind of the ideal situation. We're just a happy family mm-hmm. in a house that we like. Yes. But for a lot of people, it's they're on the verge of divorce, or they mm-hmm. are planning to get divorced or saying, you know, they're I mean, going through personal imagine? stuff right in the middle of this. I know. Could you imagine? So this whole situation adds a really More, extreme layer so of, of stress. Something that we always say, that we always talk about, is usually when someone's doing something real estate related, it's a secondary or tertiary thing. Mm-hmm. There's something else driving that decision. A death, a divorce, a new child on the way, a job that's transferring them or relocating them. Right. It's usually not because they're like, oh, I just want to because I feel like it. That's rare. Most of the time, real estate's being done because of a need. Mm-hmm. And so when you get into these situations where, okay, there's something happening outside of this, 
you're just adding these stressors onto it. Like now they're quarantined in their house, but maybe it's a divorce, a separation, and they have to sell their house. Well, what are they supposed to do now? And I think we're very cognitive of that and that that's why what we do is important to us and why, why we go above and beyond. That's why we're really quick to say, yeah, we are essential. The first agent who was quoted in the Seattle Times, same article as me, he came right out and said, I don't think what I do is essential. Either I would say he has not been around enough or he's not taken enough time to get to know his clients. Yeah, or he's just like trying to make a point that this coronavirus thing is extremely serious. And or he cares home. about optics and wants to look good. Yeah, I guess I guess it was maybe... You know me, I just don't care about the optics. Yeah, I think he just, just seemed like he was trying to be a martyr. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not good for you. Like, this is all bigger, you know, this is all more important than little old me trying to just make a commission. Mm-hmm. And for sure, compared to how I looked, let's go look at homes. You know, maybe that looked a certain way. And yes, I do care how I come across, but I don't think I should as much as I do. Don't worry and about so, it. We know how important what people are trying to do that we're trying to help them do that matters. So when I read that email from that agent who I don't know, who said, do us all a favor and take down that post for a split second, I was like, maybe I should. I didn't really think about it that way. But like at the end of the day, I am not breaking any rules. I am staying the six feet away and I am, you know, saying only two people in the house at a time. So that wasn't obvious from my post, but I didn't feel like a post like that. I didn't feel like that was the time or place to lay it all out there. Here's exactly how we're going to do hey, this. So someone just decided they didn't like that you wanted to go show a home. Yeah. And a fellow real estate agent, our yes. colleague, our peer. Have you received any more hate emails? No. Or any more hate private messages or DMs? Any more hate? No. I should say her reasoning for it, though, was Governor Inslee could take this privilege away from us at any time. Sure. So we weren't essential at first. If we abuse it, he could easily take this away from us and make it so we're non-essential. And these activities aren't allowed anymore until the stay-at-home order is over. Yeah. And that's what made me feel like, ooh, I don't want to ruin it for everyone, myself included. But then I was like, you know what? My Instagram post, when I have 500 followers, I'm not breaking any rules. Mm-hmm. Sure, it might look a certain way, a little bit. No, it didn't even look a certain way to one person. Because I at least did say in the post, real estate is not completely back to normal, of course, but we're able to show homes. Mm-hmm. So... I was even picturing, like, this would never happen, but Jay Inslee reading that post. And I would still feel comfortable enough with it. Yes. Like, it's not like it's a picture of me. Or, like I said in my life, you weren't saying, hey, let me give you a piggyback ride through the house. Yeah, it wasn't like high-fiving a buyer in front of a house. (sighs) 
Hey, we can show Hans now. To no more hate emails. No. You got one, though. I know that. Yeah. Look, people people are scared. When people are scared, even normal things. And people get scared for all sorts of reasons. They get scared because you're taking action, you're doing something, and you're, you don't share this, the same scaredness that and, they have. Yeah. And, and that's what maybe they're seeing my posts and they're thinking I'm not scared, but I'm obviously scared. I'm human. We're all scared. But, but that's the thing. Is people get like, why are you taking action? Why are you doing something? Why are you not curling up into a cocoon and being afraid of this whole thing? Like, we all just need to be afraid. And when people don't follow into lockstep, then they get really angry about that. Right. Like, you brought up to me shortly after that incidences that I have been involved in. Yep. Where I just refuse to be afraid of the optics of like, yes. oh, you're, the optics look bad. Or we're going to look stupid because of this. I don't care about that. I care about the reality. I don't care about the PR. I care about the reality. I care about the individual. I care about what's really going on. And if you want to get upset about those trivial things, that's on you. But don't don't you put that on me. Don't put your demons on me. Yeah, and that's how it felt. And I think naturally, maybe the a certain past version of me would have just taken it down to avoid anyone being upset or certain optics. But I, I don't like how that would have felt. I would have, would have felt cowardly and not. I mean, even if that was not the perfect wording, I don't think the solution is to pretend it didn't to, happen to shame you and scold you into taking it down but even for me i don't think the right way to fix it and to feel better about it is to remove it and i would say the difference between doing a date night out and a date night in and recording this is i, I don't think i would bring this up of if someone really knew us and the amount that we talk about how do we come across we do talk about our optics but in a way that's not selfish, I think it's like we really don't want to offend someone or have someone take this the wrong way. Right. It's not about like, does this affect our pocketbook or is Jay Inslee going to take something away from us? That's not how we do right. things. Right. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. Like and we are, we pull back a lot because of our concern. Yeah. Of that. There's a lot of things that you'll come to me, more things on my side, or I come to you and you'll, we need, we need a good term for this because we do this often enough. We need a term. Even Chris did it with us. I don't know if he, you realize that he did it with you, but he had a, that video he posted recently. And he's like, Hey, there's some things in this video. I don't know if we want people to see this because this reflects all of us. And I was mm -hmm. like, just post it and then let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then we'll we'll learn our lesson from yeah. that. And and so I guess it's the thing that we the reason why I feel okay with what is out there is because we're so conscious of what we put out there. Well it's pretty rare that I post anything without showing you yeah. first. Vice versa. I rarely 
do things. Because um, I, especially because, especially like sensitive times, mm-hmm. like right now, and some people are not doing great mentally or emotionally. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings yeah. or make anyone feel bad. So I, um, yeah, that's the reality of. Even if, even if I'm saying like I'm grateful for X, Food. plenty of people diapers are not paper. grateful for those things because they don't have them. Right. You know that's not a negative post, but no. it's. But there, there's all there can always be someone that will be, and and this is how I kind of look at it: is what I'm doing on a scale will it empower and uplift people more likely than it will make someone feel bad. And if the point of a thing is just to make someone feel bad, and I do see a lot of those posts. They're, the grateful posts? No, just like... Hashtag blessed. Along those lines. But like when people have an attitude of like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me, like you're just leaving a wake of destruction in your past like right. what's behind you if that's your attitude mm-hmm. and nothing good comes out of that in the long run maybe in the short term and, and maybe you will be successful with that somehow but then there's like being able to look at yourself in the mirror and have your kids look at you and like especially during this scenario when the, our kids are going to look back on this like wonder how oh I learned about this in history class I wonder how what my parents were thinking and what kind of things were they posting during this? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like we, the grandkids and there, and then there'll be some people are like, Oh, I'm scared completely out of my mind. And then other people are like, this whole thing is a hoax. Like all of that's going to be exposed in 2030. Like it's here forever. Right. Unless you go back and start deleting stuff. Zuckerberg is like, no, this Facebook thing isn't, it's not a thing anymore. And he just, just takes it, it off. But website history or like, the, if it's posted, it doesn't die. I remember what Bree said on our trip. <laughs> I forget her exact it's wording. There forever. Something like if you want to, you have to look good because the internet is forever. Forever. Or yeah. Along those lines. But yeah, wouldn't it be interesting if like our great, great grandparents in the depression, mm-hmm. like their parents had. I mean, that was or, my grandparents. Whoever. Okay. <laughs> Somebody had right. the internet back then and we yeah. could look back on their posts. Like, would they be posting funny things? Because when, like right now, right. everyone's so terrified. Tiger King memes. But the internet is so funny right now. Like, it's so terrifying. Like, Every other post is just terrifying well, headlines. Yeah. And and then every other post beyond that is something so funny. I think that's an interesting point of, I think if you go back and you look at all the media, because that's what lived. That's all that really existed yeah. back then. That's what we can see. That's what li- has lived on. Is it's scary and it's negative and it's mm-hmm. sad and it's destructive. Right. But what was really going on in homes and in neighborhoods? We just have to rely on, like, journals. And I know people, we've talked about this before, that might not feel like an optimistic attitude. But that attitude has served me well. Of It could always be worse. And I was thinking about this just the other day of 
when I was younger, 18, 19, a really close family friend, like where I kept my boat at on the property, that family that let me keep my boat there, the mother had a brain tumor. And I was close to the kids in that family. And the our attitude kind of was, well, it could be worse. And people were like, but how? How could it be worse? Well, she could be dead. Right now, she's alive with a brain tumor, but she's not dead. It could be worse. And so, like, anything that bad, anything bad that happened to us that summer, it was like, well, it could be worse. It could be worse. And I feel like that attitude has served me well. This situation, for me personally, could be a lot worse. It could be worse. For you. For, yeah. For all of us, but I mean. And anyone that's going to be listening to this, it probably could be worse for them. If you have the time and the opportunity to listen to this. Yeah. It probably could be worse for you. Right. We're, we're isolated. We're all stuck in our homes, but we all can communicate really easily. I mean, if like, this was 15 years ago, it's we, a different story. If this was, yeah, even 15 years ago, we couldn't be doing Zoom, virtual mm-hmm. happy hours. and. Mm-hmm. There would be no Netflix to binge. We'd have to wait for two to three days. And we could text each other. For DVDs to show up in the mail. But we'd have to, we'd have like limits on how many text messages we can send. We'd have to watch our minutes. You'd still have to wait until after seven to call. Yeah. (laughs) If you had free evenings and weekends. Yeah. Nights and weekends. Yeah. So, So, yeah, there's so much to be grateful for. And that's what I think you need to focus on right now. Going back to the real estate thing. By the way, I did a live today on first year group. I went from March of this year back to 2017. So three years? Yes, but including okay. this year. So 17, 18, 19, 20. 20. So okay. four years technically. Mm-hmm. King County is down a bit. And I forget the exact numbers because it's on the live. But really there's been no dip yet in Snohomish County, but I still think it's way too early. Like, give it another week. Yeah. Because this didn't really start happening until mid-March. Right. And real estate's such a lag. Mm-hmm. Industry yeah, like, gets reported and gets Stuff that closed April 1st. Yeah. Went pending, was listed in a completely different market. Yeah. I, I was only looking at pendings. Okay. But that's still, like, someone needs to go in and put it in, mm-hmm. record it at that time. So it is interesting to see King drop off a little bit, really no drop off in Snohomish as of yet. It's something that I'm watching, the pendings, care about the pendings. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch April. Yep, for sure. Things are still happening. I didn't tell you about my showing today at all. No, how'd your showing go today? It went good. They liked it. How they many homes did they look at today? One. Just one. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way to do it. Probably like narrow it down. Yeah. Um, but they liked it. It was a bit of a fixer. Mm. So we were kind of standing outside of it, six feet apart, of course. <laughs> and they were like, well, it kind of needed some work. Like it needs a new roof, most likely. 
just based on the year it was built and probably needs all new appliances, new carpet. So they're mm -hmm. totaling all that up and they're like, well, the down payment is going to be X amount. And then how much more do we need beyond that? So our plan was to write an offer, but not even a full price offer. Mm -hmm. When did this home go on the market? Two days ago. And there was were, it pre-inspected? No, hmm. there were no cards in there, no business cards. So seemed like we were the first showing. So I was like, agents are supposed to leave cards on the countertop so i was thinking we're the first showing in our conversation mm -hmm. we stood outside for a good 20 minutes talking about it our conversation was pretty much based on that that okay like normally two days on the market sellers are expecting full price offers sure. they're not going to come down at all but if we're the only showing this agent is probably going to relay that information to our seller. Yeah. And if we're anywhere near full price, the seller might just go, all right, let's go for it. I mean. We have to make this work. Now or. We don't even have any maybes. Six coming. months from now, maybe. Yeah. And the house is vacant. So I, you know, we were talking about how the seller's not getting any rental income out of this house. Mm -hmm. The seller's not living there. But then I got in the car and I called the listing agent. Yeah. Okay. I actually texted her earlier. And what'd she say? Before the showing. And I said, do you have any offers? Uh, soon after I was done with the showing, she responded and said, yes, we do have one. Hmm. So that was a little surprising. Wow. Kind of a bummer. And then I called her and I said. So do you think that was a sight unseen offer then? No, I think it's probably a showing, but no card was left. Mm. Which happens. Maybe they just thought no one's coming into this house right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I called her and I said, all right, my buyers want to write an offer, but honestly, it wouldn't even be full price. It would be good. It would be solid. Have you heard from lenders how long it's taking to close things right now? No, but I think a big complication right now is just employees who are furloughed, who are not working for the time being. No one knows how long that will be. So like the offer I got accepted last weekend, they're pre-approved. They're good to go. It's just that that guy is not able to work because he works in person. He can't work from home because of what he does and he can't close. The loan won't be fully approved until he's back to work and has a pay stub mm -hmm. to show. We don't know when that'll be. So we just pushed the closing out to uh, mid-May. And we included an addendum that allows us an extra 10 days hmm. in case something completely out of our control yeah, yeah. happens, which this situation falls under that. So the showing today, did you end up writing an offer then? No, no because it Wait to see. turns out the other offer is full price. Yeah. So I we're mean, like, we're not going to compete with that. We don't want to. It doesn't make sense. I told her in this market, you don't want to go in too strong. Yeah. They don't seem to be too hesitant, mostly because she's working. Yeah. I, I And this is something that I just think I need to keep explaining to others and keep repeating to myself, actually. I think 
over the last decade of social media bubbleness, we have crafted and designed our own world that we live in. And we, we watch the shows that we like Netflix keeps giving us the shows that we already watch. They're like, based upon what you like, here's some more shows that you'll like. Mm -hmm. And our social media feed is curated to what we like. Right. And we only watch the news channels that we like to watch. And I think it's easier than ever to not be, to not realize that there's people with different situations than ours. And so we might be going, oh, well, hey, it's not a good time to buy for us, so it wouldn't be a good time to buy for anybody. But that's not the reality of it. As we talked about earlier, there's going to be some people where they're just ready or it just makes sense or they have something weird going on that, hey, it absolutely makes sense for us to buy. Who knows about that buyer? Maybe they came into a bunch of money because there's someone that passed away in their family or whatever reason. And they're like, we hate being stuck in this apartment during this situation. And we have all this money that's just sitting there not doing anything. And let's go buy this house that we want now. Like we don't understand that other person's situation until we know it. And I, I just think we've gotten too caught up in the world revolves around us. Yeah. Oh, right and is it the best possible time ever to buy right now? No. Okay, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It doesn't really work that way for sellers also. If yeah. they have a need to sell, they're going to sell. Yeah. I remember in 2008 or 2009, it was like, obviously the market had crashed and the prices were way down. And I asked you, why would someone even sell right now? Why would they do this? And you said, sellers sell. Sellers sell. And then I also said, why would a builder even build right now? And you said, builders build. Builders build. I really had this desire to buy a home for about mm -hmm. two years before I did. And I wasn't really paying super close attention to the market. I just wanted to own. So I did. Buyers buy. My buyers today, I mentioned something, you know, they've been trying to buy for a few months. And I mentioned something to them today, like, well, I got an offer accepted last weekend, mm -hmm. and that offer wouldn't have been accepted a month ago. Mm -hmm. And I was making a point that the market has softened. Yes. I don't know if that's, I mean, yeah, that's probably an acceptable word to use. It's softened. Cooled? The stock. Would you use softened or cooled? Uh, probably same thing. Okay. Stock market has crashed. Crashed. Real estate market has not crashed. No, it's softened not, a little. Not in our area. Maybe elsewhere. But I think, like, yeah, a lot of people are sudden, very suddenly unemployed. And naturally, that's just going to affect things. But if this were 45 days ago, this home I showed today, maybe would have had three offers. Right. Today, two, you know, one or two out of those offers those hypothetical offers mm -hmm. is now unemployed or worried about their job right so now it's one to two offers mm -hmm. for a house like that yeah but i told them basically our conversation was oh this could be a really good window for you yeah you still qualify yeah. you still have this desire to buy a home 
some people are not able to anymore, this could be your chance. Or they'll let their own fear yeah. stop them. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's going to push out a big chunk of the market of doing something. But there's still going to be the people who need to do something and the people that will move past that. Right. Because the, the prediction for this year was prices are just going to keep going up. Home values are just going to keep going up. And so buyers like them, like my buyers, are now thinking, oh, this might be my chance. That they're not just going to keep going up. Mm -hmm. This really weird thing that's going on that nobody predicted is causing that prediction to not be true. Mm -hmm. So I better get in while I can. Yeah. Because things might normalize soon. This yeah. situation might blow over. You know, not not tomorrow, not next week. Well, but whenever it does and we go back to normal. You And you know my thoughts on inflation. This isn't the, the time or place to get into it. But with the trillions being pumped in and trillions more probably to come, we're going to have an inflation issue. So, all right, we talked a lot about real estate tonight. Which is a typical date night. But I have one more thought I have I want to share with you. Is it about Tiger King? No. Okay, what is it? Here's what I've noticed in the last... I mean, my days blend together more than ever. The... I would say in the last two days, so like since the May 4th announcement came out... Mm -hmm. But not just locally, I've kind of sent, I've like seen this happen elsewhere because I'm in contact and conversation with a lot of people. Here's what I've noticed. Just want to get your take on this. The optimists that have had this great attitude since the beginning have all of a sudden hit the brick wall this week. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that? I've only kind of noticed it with one person. Okay. Who you pointed out to me mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. Just one? Mm-hmm. Now, is that because you aren't seeing a lot of optimism out there? Or is it just because I pointed out something to you? Probably just because you pointed it out. Okay. Yeah, I just, I think that's something that I've seen a bunch happen in the last two, or on Saturday, two to three days. And that's a that's the thing is optimism. If you, you know, this is the reason why I ask you about gratitude, and we ask each other about what are you grateful for, what are you proud of, often, because mm -hmm. it's a muscle. You can't just in this situation go, okay, well now I'm going to start having working on my mindset and being positive. Right. If you weren't working on it in the downtimes. Or the good times, it's not going to work for you in the down times. No. You're not going to suddenly be positive now. Yeah. So, like, someone I was listening to on Jonathan's The Daily Bread podcast today gave an example of if tomorrow I say, you have to go run a marathon, if you've not been training for it, you're not going to be able to run that marathon. No. And so... People that are taking this approach of like, it's either this or that. I'm either going to be super optimistic or I'm going to be like, oh, this really sucks. I don't, I just don't think you need to take that approach. 
I think we're doing good because we're taking a very neutral, level-headed approach, very realistic of this sucks and it's okay. This sucks, but it could be worse. It could be worse. We also it have always be worse. Two young children who we need to be good examples for. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to see me, and I'm mostly referring to the one who's old enough to kind of get it. I don't want her to see us crumbling. Mm-hmm. And I certainly don't want to try to be overly optimistic because I can't keep that up. And, and, and along those lines, I'm trying not to be overly optimistic for her either because I don't want her to go, well, why can't I go play with Camila? Yeah. I can't even go play with my next door neighbor. Yeah. Who is also stuck at home. It has to be so confusing yeah. to her, but I think she kind of gets it. Cause like we multiple times per day, she's like, well, I like, um, she'll say, can I have my friends over when the coronavirus mm-hmm. is over? Mm-hmm. And then we'll walk by one of our neighbor's houses and she'll go, Oh, can I play with that neighbor? promise I won't touch her. <laughs> won't touch her. <gasps> well, you can stand out her window. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I'm glad we're, we've not been super optimistic. I mean, I'm on the same side, being negative and being wrapped up in the media. Here's a thought I've been having today. Well, uh, I, I just want to share, like, help me figure out this thought, because this is something that's been super annoying to me lately. Okay. If yeah. there's, if Let's there's talk about something that. that's annoying me, more than anything, it's this. Okay. And I'm going to call them social media grenade posts. Mm. I've been thinking about it. Like, I've been thinking enough about it that I need to give it a name. Are you seeing a few of these? Too much, and this is why I'm unfollowing a lot of people or snoozing okay. them for 30 days. It's the, it kind of starts off the same with like, I'm not making a political statement, but, but, yeah. and it typically starts off that way. Yeah. And then it's like the most And it's basically, I'm pulling the pin out yeah. and I'm about to launch this great grenade. And then what's going to happen is there's someone that's going to like jump on it. Yeah. It's going to get political real and fast. It gets, yes. And it's like, what the hell is wrong with you that you're doing that? To your Facebook feed, to your friends, to your supposed friends, that you're going to just launch this grenade into them and hope someone falls on it. I'm not falling on it. I'm moving right past this. Someone else can fall on that grenade. And that is the biggest thing that is annoying me. It's just like the no offense, but no, you're yeah. really boring and I hate you. Like that doesn't that disclaimer does not no. undo what you're yeah. about to say. Or like the the thing I, I I see these of like screenshots of headlines. Well, headlines are all clickbait and say stupid things into them in general. So what kind of person just screenshots? You're not you're not even giving me the link. Like so, if you're someone that's listening to this, I want you like I'm literally talking to this person and not you right now. If you're someone that would listen to this, when you share the link, only the headline shows up. And most of us are headline readers nowadays. Yep. And at best, we skim an article. Mm -hmm. 
And what do we know about headlines? They're all clickbait. They want us to click to it. We get to the article. We get bored. We want to move on because we don't have the attention span to read this entire article. But that's okay because the publication got us to click to it, and now they get to charge their advertisers. Hey, they were on our page and looked at it. But what kind of asshat screenshots only the headline and posts it so I don't even have the opportunity to click through and read the article for myself? That's a horrible person. You are a horrible person in today's world. The kids are that. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up. I just think that's an asshat person that's throwing social media grenades out there and that needs to stop. Yeah, I haven't seen any of that. I've not thought about that. You're lucky. If I have, I've scrolled right past it. Good for you. You have uh, better blinders than me. Let's end it on a positive note. Okay. What do you want to make happen in the next 30 days? Or are we down to 29 already? May 4th, <sighs> what's today? 4th, 30 days. What do you want to make happen in the next 30 days? Good question. I guess I just want to be more organized, both like physically in our house. And I know. it's easy to not, because like no one's coming over. <laughs> we don't have to worry about impressing anybody. But you were right. I, I just want to be more comfortable here, I want to be more productive. That starts for me with a clean, organized house. I want to know where everything is. Mm hmm. That's just the foundation of everything else. It's unfortunate that Monica is non-essential. Like, we all need her so bad right now. Yeah, she was talking about doing... She should be doing something virtually. Virtual. Mm -hmm. But she said it's tough because she, like, you know, physically gets in there. But she needs to figure that out, I think. Right. She doesn't have a lot of competition. No. She needs no. to just be the one. Yeah. Figure out how to do this digitally. I mean, it seems kind of simple, but I am so overwhelmed about organizing. What do I even start with? Where, just where do I start? Mm -hmm. with, and, and we're adding like Morgan School at home and like making space for that and right. workbooks and all the extra stuff that, that comes Supposedly with. Supposedly we have all this extra time, but that's what I'm... I need to figure out what... 30 minutes of the day, do I use, you know. It's tough because you you almost, you're, I feel like we're straddling the fence. Why commit to a new routine, a new structure, when we know this is not going to last forever? Like, but then some headlines, it's like, oh, is it going to last forever? And if it does last forever, what's the point? What is the point? So that's why I'm asking you specifically 30 days. Okay, so what am I going to accomplish? I guess I just, I'm treating this 30 days a little bit like a Sunday. Like, all right. A whole 30 days you're treating like a Sunday? Well, like an extreme Sunday. Like, let's just get real set up. Let's get our laundry done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm speaking a little bit metaphorically. Let's have our laundry done. Let's get mm. ready from Monday morning yes. to hit the ground Monday running. morning is May 5th. Cinco de Mayo? Yes. Courtney's <sighs> birthday. You really think Corona. the economy is going to open gonna back up? I'm going to go drink some Corona on May 5th. You know how busy our bar is going to be on May 5th this year? 
they could be really busy or they might not be busy at all because people are still scared. I won't go. Yeah. Are people going to be scared? I feel like people, like, I, honestly, I was a little disappointed with how many people were out today. It didn't feel that different today. So you want to treat this like a Sunday? Yeah, I, I basically want laundry done. I want art. I want to just get really organized. Styles organized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plans. I want to plan. I mean, my take on this over the next 30 days is an interesting one for me in that normally I operate off of this idea of sustainability. I am not going to do anything if I can't do it forever. And right now I'm throwing that all out the window and I, I'm only, I want to do things only in a sprint fashion. Like this podcast, other ideas that have, Courtney wants to do one, and I'm kind of like, sure, what? I mean... Oh, yeah, what were her topic ideas? Let's cover all those real quick. No, I don't... She, she worked hard to come up with those. I don't want to <laughs> give them away here on this and save them for that. But along those ideas of, let's just see, why does it have to be sustainable? I think right now is a great opportunity to experiment and maybe figure out something that sticks or you just learn something new from this like 30 days can be a long time and you could develop some interesting new skills during this so i kind of just want to double down on certain things you know for me working out i'm not necessarily trying to hit any specific weight goals or strength goals. I just want to be consistent with that and do a little bit more than what I'm used to. I want to produce content more than I'm used to only because I'm not, I guess, like for example, challenges. I despise the idea of challenges, whether it's like fitness, like you see these 30 day fitness challenges and these 30 day weird challenges. I just don't get the point of that. If it's not going to be a habit, it doesn't serve you in the long run. Isn't the idea, though, you create a habit in 30 days? What is it, 21 days, 28 days? Well, Gary Keller's book says 66 days or something like that. Okay. The one? What's one thing? One thing, yeah. So, yeah, what's the point of doing a challenge unless it's at 66 days? And James Clear in the book Atomic Habit says if your question going into something is how long will it, do I have to do this to create a habit you're asking the wrong question because how long it will take as long as you do it it's a habit and then the day you stop doing it it's no longer a habit so you just have to keep doing it yeah so typically I hate those challenges of like do this for x number of days do this many times um I'm going to be open to that over these next 30 days. Yeah, I'm just trying to, yeah, I think we all just have to like look at these 30 days as if they're 30 days, but kind of realize it might be more than 30 days. Yeah. And I'm also not more open if to it is. day drinking. Well, yeah. Place in my coffee.
we should probably get more okay for a little while all right i guess i'm looking at this more like a checklist like every day i wake up i'm like what day is it who cares who knows Mm. does anyone know does it matter (laughs) but just all right i need to spend a few minutes just quality time playing with mo Mm -hmm. she's my biggest concern i don't want her to like her journal at night have you been writing in it did you tonight we did not so we should ask her what do you want to accomplish in the next 30 days but give it some sort of context so like what do you want to accomplish before you're allowed to see your friends again we yeah. want to be able to do i think we should ask her that yeah yes and pay attention to what she says but also just like have a checklist like i think mom guilt is a real thing that i have to be aware of and how hard should I be on myself? But as long as I'm spending some quality time with her and doing some learning with her and some exercise with her and she's not eating just pure candy all day, then I will feel okay. So you think about your 30-day, what you want to accomplish the next 30 days. I'll think about it a little bit more in depth. Let's get real about this. Okay. Because I made some six-week ones, but that was more like once Morgan went into her, she's going to be at home for six weeks. Mm-hmm. And this moves it past it. And like, this wasn't even a stay-at-home order. I just thought, like, I'm going to be teaching Morgan at home. It just feels more like we have one month. Let's get serious about this. So let's set some 30-day goals. Yeah. So yeah, when you asked me about 30 days, I was like, oh, what should I? Yeah. And let's talk to Morgan about it. And Jesse, I'm going to put on him. He has to start walking within the next 30 days. (laughs) He will. (laughs) He will. He'll walk this week. Any weight or fitness goal feels a little silly. You should. I I Honestly, I'm eating like a half a pie most days. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you... Yeah, and that's why I like what Jordan Syatt is saying. It's like, don't even worry about stuff like that. This is weird. And like, we do need to prioritize our physical health to be in good mental health. Yes. But we need a little comfort right now, too. Mm-hmm. There's but a line. you got to cut yourself some slack. There's a line. I'm confident I won't. I'm not going to totally overdo it, but I don't anticipate myself losing weight in the next 30 days nope no way no i i I mean if if that was if i could see how that might be good for something if it someone if it allowed them to like that's their focus like to take their mind as a distraction yes but you know maybe getting the right kinds of foods and the right kind of activities like it's just too hard so i think you need to be realistic with those I think I could also I could sit, commit to like a little bit more physical activity but I'm going to indulge also me too like I'm going to do both yes why not I always think the best time to do anything is either in that exact moment right now that you're thinking about it or tomorrow morning a lot of people Either wait until next month or next year to start doing anything new. And if your attitude is, well, what's the point? 
I can't do this because I can't go to the gym. And I, I was on a weight loss journey, but now I can't go to the gym. Figure out a new method. Or I can't do this because I don't have access to this thing. Then maybe f pick a different thing to try. Like, to if, if you're just going to throw up your hands for the next 30 days, I, I don't think that leaves you in a good place. I'm not saying like you have to come out of this as a whole new person speaking six languages with six pack apps. But do you really want to come out of it with nothing except you binge watched a bunch of shows and you threw social media grenades out there or you jumped on some social media grenades, you were stupid enough to do that? No, I don't want that. Start a podcast? Yeah, I could do that. Learn how to mix a new cocktail? Okay, I'll think about what. Yeah, I think let's, I'm not, I, I don't mean to put you on the spot with that because I don't necessarily know either. I just know I want to go more. I want to, because I'm not, all of a sudden, I feel like this is, gives me freedom. Where when I think of forever, when I think of like, oh, I want to I make sure I can sustain this, that's a long time. But if it's just like, okay, what can I do for 30 days. You can do anything for 30 days. Any, I believe anyone could do anything for 30 <laughs> days. I think everyone is mentally and emotionally and physically tough enough to do anything for 30 days. What, do you have any ideas for me? Like that question you asked me, what, what are you going to do for 30 days? Or what are you going to, what's going to come out of this? What are your what are some potential... I have no idea. No offense to you, but I'm not thinking about you. Sorry, mm -hmm. honey. I've been thinking about me. I'm just thinking, like, that's my perspective. So I'm sharing with that with you if, you, if you can take anything out of that. Where normally I don't like the idea of starting something and then quitting it right away. Mm -hmm. I'm totally fine with that right now. I'm totally fine with having six podcasts that I started in April. Six different podcasts, not six episodes, just six different podcasts and a bunch of new ideas and a bunch, yeah. of, bunch of new trainings that I've created for agents that just never get finished. Do you want to spill your one idea you had for a podcast that you're going to do by yourself? Or was it by yourself? No, I don't want to do this one by myself. Oh, no, it's not by yourself. The Daily Show. Daily up. Show Up. Daily Show Up. Okay, so it's out there now. It's out there now. So that's going to be one of your three podcasts? I currently have, th I currently have two. There will be a third. And then Courtney wants to do one. So you have um, Anything Not Everything. Anything Not Everything. You have Date Night In. <laughs> Date Night In. And you're going to have <laughs> Daily. The Daily Show Up. Daily Show Up. And then what's you and Courtney's going to be called? We have a few different names. I don't want to like say anything because oh. someone might go steal the, yeah. 
the name. Right. I'm paranoid like that. You have discussed with her? Yeah, Names? Yep. She thinks it would be an interesting... Has she watched Tiger King? I haven't asked her about that. Oh. But it's part of the concept of the show is like the types of things that her and I talk about are pretty weird. It's a weird dynamic. An uncle and a niece. And one is Gen X and one is millennial. So I don't quite understand her. (laughs) And she thinks I'm really old. But we're very close with each other. Yeah, I mean, you're an uncle. You're like that perfect mix of father and brother. You're right in between. Right in between. So, yeah, I'm willing to start a bunch of stuff. Just because, like, what's what's the harm? Yeah, I think that I think that's going to be my attitude about this. Like, what can I start in the next 30 days? Not what can I finish. Not not what is not what's going to necessarily be the most productive or be the most impactful. I think I'm just looking at what can I start. So basically, and this is not my attitude at all, because if you go and you listen to the Anything Not Everything podcast, my entire thing is about don't start things unless you can finish them. And right now I'm saying, I'm just going to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall. And in 30 days from now, 45 days from now, I'll see what's sticking. And then that's that's what I'll keep rolling with. Yeah, who knows what will stick. Who knows? Well, and that's the beauty of this crazy weird situation we're in that nobody predicted it's kind of like anything goes like anything goes like hey you know you want to celebrate your daughter's fourth birthday even though she turned five yeah two months ago yeah do it you got a four birthday candle laying around light that thing up light it up sing happy birthday to her watch some hallmark movies what else have we celebrated well we we told we told Chris, like, go ahead and do, we're celebrating birthdays here. Go ahead, do whatever you want to do. Chris and Don did a, a Thanksgiving. Yeah. I talked to you about, let's do a wedding. Let's pretend like we're at a wedding. Yeah. Play all the typical wedding songs. Do, do a reception. Do a dance. We're going to do, we're going to do whatever we want to do. Just, it right now, this phase is about survival. It's not about. I just had a really sad I hate to end it on this, but I was just thinking about that Fountains of Wayne song, Hey Julie. Like, he can tell me what to do, but he can't tell me what to feel. Like, you can tell me to stay in my house, but you can't tell me what to do and how to feel in my house. But then that that guy from Fountains of Wayne died because of the coronavirus. There's not... The thing that I'm trying to say is there's not always going to be these happy, great things and positivity isn't always the answer. I feel really sad about that guy. Like, I liked that band in the 90s. I liked the Tom Hanks movie. They wrote all the music for that movie. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard about that from anyone besides you. I know, because that's the one that's impacted me the most right now. So... Look, it's a real it's a real thing, it's a real bummer, but that doesn't mean it needs to keep you down this entire time. 
I think you just need to be aware. You need to stay safe. You need to not be stupid. But there's still a lot of good things that you could do for yourself and for your family and for your community coming out of this. But yeah, that thing, that bumped me out. And I just, that, that thought popped into my head. And that's part of grief too. Like you have these random thoughts. Like that one thing triggers right. a sad thought. And that's about, that's that's what life is of like dealing with grief. Right. People don't live forever. Yeah. Certain things will remind you of sad Always. things. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we talked about some intense things tonight actually yeah it's kind of a clear like that's the reality of this situation oh it's a heavy situation heavy it's, times. A, it's a difficult time so this is the last thought how okay. you? this is the difference i think between like courtship uh -huh. and married with two kids business investment properties like we have some heavy stuff we have to deal with not just courting you it's not all not all just roses and creme brulee no it was yeah and that's the difference between 08 and now mm -hmm. 08 actually it was 09 really you were buying me whatever but something i pointed out to you today or yesterday was that going through a tough time in the economy is way easier when you're 21 mm -hmm. with no kids and no husband and no home or maybe one home. Mm -hmm. For me, I bought my first home at a discounted price. Mm -hmm. Saved, 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 lived with my parents, kept a part-time job. I was poor, but everyone was poor. Being in your 30s and having two little kids is a different story. It's a real situation right now. It's real. It's real. It's real, real. And and I think that's why you need to show up with a very realistic um, what we call neutral mindset. In Jocko's new book, he calls it detached. Like you need to take a step back mm -hmm. and see the bigger picture. Slow down a little. You need to slow down, take a step back, and go, this is real. You can't just bury your head in the sand. You can't just turn on Netflix and binge watch your way out of the situation. I mean, you could, but I don't think you're going to be better off in 30 days. No. Than where you're at right now. And that's a good way to look at it. Whether you're in this pandemic situation or not, thinking about life in terms of 30 days, will I be better and better off in 30 days? Yeah. If I do this or do that. So, would you like to go on another date night? Maybe with me? Nah. Oh. Yeah, I would. Okay. Just kidding. All right, well, I'll be in touch or text you. Okay, I'll see you around. I'll see you around. The house. Hey, thanks for joining us on another episode. You can find us at datenightinshow.com. Connect with Catherine on Instagram. She is at Catherine Persinger. 
and I am at Darren Persinger on Instagram. It'd be cool if you'd screenshot the show, tag us, put it in your story so that we know that someone's actually listening to this out there and it's kind of like we're on a double date. And make sure that you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts because it is out there now and you'll be able to find it. You should be able to find it on any podcasting platform.